pursuing relationships, relationships on, on purpose. One of the things that our father wants is us become one. I want to do what pleases my father. We don't have to be instantly mature in everything to be loved. You got the love of God, you got the holiness of God. You got to marry the two because that's who and what God is. This is the Encounter Culture Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Encounter Culture Podcast, where we pursue relationship on purpose. I'm Josh Coate, your host. Happy Resurrection Sunday yesterday. I hope your services were wonderful and you were able to enjoy some great family time. I know we did. We got together with our family and uh, had all the kids together and it's always chaos and fun all at the same time. A little <laughs> When our family gets together, we've got pretty big family and it's always good to come together and celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. He has done it all. He completed the work on the cross, and he has bought back the image that we relinquished in the garden. Thank you, Jesus, for your perfect blood. Thank you that you were able to take all of that which separated us from the Father upon yourself and kill it on the cross. And you did it once and for all, all by yourself. And we give you all the glory for what you have accomplished, bringing us back into right standing with the Father that we could bear his image once again here on earth. And we express that image many different ways. We express it through musical worship. We express it through our countenance. We express it through our words. We express it through our actions. His nature and his character living in and through us. At Encounter Culture, we try to steward that as best we can with many different points of contact that allow us to come together and build relationship and practice the representation of the image of God to one another. Twice a month, you can join us for house fires right in our own living room, the first and third Sunday evening of every month. We also have incense rising every quarter. It is 24 hours of expression and encounter multiple congregations coming together and worshiping Jesus. We're also firing up treasure hunts this spring, where you can gather together and dream a little bit with Holy Spirit, write down some clues. Then we split up into groups of two and three, and we go out into the community and we look for those clues, God's treasures. And we find that Holy Spirit is already orchestrating divine appointments, lives being set free, delivered, healed, all kinds of great stuff happen out of that. And then we come back together afterwards and share those testimonies, worship together and have a wonderful time. Treasure hunts, find out where the next one of those is going on as well. All of that can be found online at encounterculture.us. Next week, one of God's dreams come true. Mark Hendrickson will be sitting down with me on that episode. Oh my gosh, I just got butterflies just thinking about our conversation and what God always does whenever Mark Hendrickson and I hang out. I just love being around him. He's a like heart. He's on fire. He has such an intimate walk with the Lord. And when we talk, there is life being exchanged right out of our very spirits. And so that is definitely an episode you'll want to tune into next week with Mark Hendrickson right here on the Encounter Culture Podcast. Well, I'm really excited to dive into this week's episode with Casey Baugh. She'll be with me when I come back. Stick around. 
The Encounter Culture Podcast is sponsored by Identity AV, audio and video resources where you are. They partner with churches and community organizations to help give participants the very best media experience, both live and remotely. From assessing your current setup to training your tech team, they provide expert advice and application to help you get your media to optimal operation. To discover how they do this and sign up for a free initial assessment, go to discoveridentity.com slash AV. This is the Encounter Culture Podcast. Welcome back to the Encounter Culture Podcast, where we pursue relationship on purpose. So glad to have in the studio with me today, Casey Baugh. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me today. You know, you and I, we go back a little ways. We've done projects together and worked in business circles and kids being in your music programs. Your precious children. We feel like you're a part of our family. I feel the same. For folks that don't know who you are, give us a little brief description of where you came from and what you're doing now. Okay, so my hometown is Carthage, and I grew up in Carthage, and I got my degree from Southwest Baptist University in music. I went to Nashville for a little bit, and now I teach voice, guitar, and piano at my little studio in Carthage called the Maple Leaf Music Company. Yay! It's wonderful. It's my life's passion, calling, work. I love it. Love it. So I see you everywhere. I mean, you're on the news shows, always involved with community projects and things like this. You're like a natural born networker. Thanks. In regards to relationships, it's important that we make those connections in the business world. Right. So just kind of share with us a little bit about your involvement and what kind of social groups and community groups you're a part of and how you got involved with those. All right. So I love my hometown. And that's really the heart of the whole thing is that I just love Carthage. I love the memories that I have there. And I want to be part of giving that to all of my students. And and we have students all ages. We have kids that are like pre-K all the way to senior citizens. And so I feel like anyone who comes through that door, I just want to give them the hometown experience in relation to music. And I think that's the heart of the whole thing is I love this area. I love the people of this area. You don't ever meet anyone in the country quite like the people from the midwest four-state area they're awesome i'm on living well on ksn once a month and i get to do a little segment and honestly i don't even know how i got involved with that but i have done it i think since 2018 or 19 and it is my favorite day of the whole month it's my favorite four minutes of the entire month i love going on and talking about how to share music with people and get them connected. And I also believe in the power of music, what it can do for each of us individually and our mental health and our emotional health and how it preserves our brain as we age and can help us as we're growing and all those things. So I really do love what music can do for a person as a tool. And so getting to share that on a bigger platform is wonderful. And of course, I love Gary and Shelby and they're the hosts of that. And They're super friendly, super welcoming, super fun, and it's just a blast. And so I love doing that. And then I am a worship leader at a church in Lamar right now. And I say worship leader, but that's not really my title. My title is an interim trainer, and I love to go in and help worship teams regroup after a worship leader leaves, you know, maybe they get called to a different location or they move or they're just doing different things. And usually the worship team in the church, they have to kind of piece together what they're going to do in the meantime. And my favorite thing to do is to help the teams become equipped and empowered to function 
on their own. So when a leader comes in, they're not totally dependent on having someone else lead them. They are able to rise up and be organized and function. I love that. Thank I, you. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, that's my second one to do. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you available to go from congregation to congregation and help do those kinds of things? I can. Usually when I do that, the church usually has a need for someone to lead. And so I'll usually lead one time a month and then I try and equip the teams to do it the rest of the time. So right now, once a month, I am leading and sometimes twice, just depending on their team members, because they're not paid staff members. Sure. They are people with busy lives that are there to serve and to contribute to the body and serve those people so they're able to worship through music on Sunday morning. So their schedules are full too. And so I can come and do that. I can also just do trainings, you know, and come in and just do little one-offs and that's fine too. So I love doing it. That's awesome. It's so And it, I think it's so needed too. I, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's great. It's really a big deal. Okay. So tell us what else you've done. Well, and I love doing songwriting. I love songwriting. It's a big, big thing in my heart and my life. It's a great therapy to work through all sorts of types of emotions and to express your theology and your heart for the Lord. And so I've done a couple of songwriting conferences for churches as well. And so I'll go and I'll do those and they're a blast. Take a Friday and Saturday and do three songwriting sessions and we break down you know, the anatomy of a song and what we're looking for so that it flows and comes to a point, an idea, an overall idea. And then we'll perform the songs on Sunday morning. So we do a big band practice and it's really fun. And then we have the church join in with the worship songs that the people wrote. And so... Awesome. I love that. Thanks. You know, we're currently working on a project called City Sound. We have four different songwriters from four different congregations in our oh, in our area wow. that are putting together their own teams. We're going to record them live and video the whole thing with a small group of people. So it's going to end up being a collection of songs that were written in our community for our community to share amongst multiple congregations. And the bands are made up of multiple congregations. The places that we're going to be shooting these are going to be in different houses of worship in our area. So... I would love to team up with you on your approach to songwriting, maybe that introduction of how a song is constructed mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Maybe putting together some of those classes for people that are aspiring to be songwriters, because we do songwriting sessions too, you know, and would love to partner with you on that. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. I think it would be great. And just to say, bravo to you for doing that. This is a wonderful time in our culture and our nation to be doing things that unify the body. And we're talking about intentional relationships here. And, you know, before the podcast, we were kind of just in conversation and we we talked about there's a thing called synchronicity and about how when people are together as a corporate body, whether they're in church or even at a sports game, we are designed in our nervous system to help each other regulate negative emotions like anxiety and depression and things like that when you're together you actually help engage i think it's the parasympathetic response to fight or flight and stress and you release chemicals in your brain that help you regulate one another and feel good and feel it releases that reward yeah chemicals and to be able to do that as a congregation writing from the heart you're not pulling from a national or international act that's not really connected to your congregation and artist that wrote this five states away it's what you guys are experiencing as a community exactly it's so beautiful it's wonderful yeah what else what else you got different groups that you're oh yeah i'm part of higher vision which is coaching training and consulting with businesses in the area and they partner with different chambers of commerces and do different trainings for businesses and they help businesses and individuals get a bigger vision for their life 
for their business. And we've got one coming up in April, and I'm actually speaking on conquering fear with faith all the way down to the neuroscience of how it works. And I'm extremely excited about that conversation. Awesome. Where's that at? And how can people get information on that? The Big Vision Day is the event name, and it is going to be Thursday, April 13th at the Civic Center in Neosho. And you can contact them and they can give you information or go to the Higher Vision Facebook page. It'll have all the information. They've got an event page. You can find it and get tickets. So Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So... You got your hands in a lot of different things. We're the same animal. I know. You and I, are. <laughs> I know. I know. So you're doing things with music and education. You're doing things with the body of Christ and pouring in and equipping and giving resources there. And then you're also building up businesses and helping people achieve their dreams. I mean, that's huge. That's, Thank you. It's very on purpose. It's a gift. It's a gift to be a part of. It's what gives me energy and I live for it. I live for it. I'm just grateful for the opportunity, grateful for all all of the negative and positive things that have happened in my life to leverage it, to be able to have something to speak on and a platform and that God has used it for good. And I'm grateful. So working with all these different personality types, what has been your takeaway in stewarding relationship and networking? For years. And when I say years, I mean more than a handful. The Lord has been calling me to something I absolutely fear more than anything in my soul, and that is leadership. And I just kick and scream against it because I'm a people pleaser and leaders can't be people pleasers because they have to manage from a different perspective, you know, and serve from a different way and deal with a lot of grumbling and complaining. You don't have to twist my arm to do great things. And when you have to kind of talk people into doing amazing things, it's kind of frustrating for me. And so I'm like, really? And so I just don't have time. But the Lord is teaching me that he has a calling inside of these people and it's imprinted on their DNA. It's what their destiny is supposed to be. And unless it's called out of them and nurtured, they never get to see the fruit of it. And sometimes they just need a little massage and get it worked out of them. So he's calling me to do that sometimes. It's not my favorite thing, but I am learning. And so the biggest takeaway about leadership that is very difficult for me was always dealing with conflict. And as a leader, that feels like what you're always dealing with because you're dealing with people. In the Bible, it talks about the Lord has crowned us with honor and glory. And honor is a word where we get honorarium from, value. We are created with an inherent value. And people can earn value as well. But if they don't, that's okay, because they already have a value, a divine value placed on them. And so to look on people and value them there first and to begin with love because you can't extend grace to people unless you love them. You can't extend forgiveness to people unless you love them first, you know. And so to truly let love be sifted out and to value people. And then the second is to make agreements in leadership, to make agreements first because people take things personal, you know. But if right. you've addressed an agreement, that's not personal. That's an agreement that you made between. So when someone violates it, you have every right to talk to them about the violation and to get it corrected. And so that way you're valuing them and you're helping them learn to keep their word, which are all great things. And I don't have the anxiety that comes along with addressing issues where it's you versus me or me and my position versus you and your position. It's, hey, we made an agreement and I value you. So how can we move forward together and so that takes all the anxiety out of it for me that's beautifully said that's <laughs> wonderful we all have the same price tag yes yeah you know? yeah 
tell me a little bit practically, how do you make connections with others? Oh, well, I will be the first to tell you I am introvert to the max. I do a lot of things, you know, extrovertedly, but when I'm at home and in my private time, which there's very little left, I have to fuel up myself. So going and doing these things really costs my fuel tank, you know, and so it is not easy for me to do this. But what I have found is I do best one on one. One-on-one is where I do the best because it's least amount of anxiety, least amount of energy expended, like things like what we're doing here today. It's one-on-one. It's just us or my students. It's one-on-one with the students. Those things, they don't take as much out of me. So when I can do a one-on-one meeting with people versus a whole entire class of people where a bunch of people need a lot of things from me and I'm the only one that can provide what they're needing... I try and do the bulk of my time on those things. Same. When you're stewarding community and, and that kind of thing, where there a lot of people come together as connection points, and then you do the relationship outside of the gatherings, yes. one-on-one. Yes. So I do a lot of one-on-one time. But yes. you have to have those gathering places as connection points. Yes. Me, I'm very much an extroverted person, so I really enjoy the gathering places. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the points of contact. Mm-hmm. The one-on-one is good, too, because yeah. I just gain strength from people Mm -hmm. Uh, those endorphins and things that are fired in the brain when there's connection made you get that all the time and that's kind of what i thrive on yeah you being an introvert that's different in the one-on-one you spend less of your fuel tank yes you spend less but you're right though going back to what we were even talking about before there is a reward system that happens when you're in a group but i need to regulate what i give in those spaces like i'm getting that reward but when i'm expending i just have to make sure that i'm doing it differently than when i'm one-on-one you know and so so there's a different expense yeah so many irons in the fire for you Mm -hmm. you're building bridges i feel like you're like the lady version of josh (laughs) (laughs) coat we are so much alike what is the thing that keeps you going i accepted the lord when i was five years old And the reason I also am so passionate about, you know, giving music lessons, especially to children, is because I believe when God imprints, especially a child, it's that print that lasts. It's a very powerful calling or imprintation that that happens to you when you are very young. And it's special what he does in a person. The impression he makes is very special. And it's a lifelong impression. And so when I was 12... I was at summer camp and I really felt like the Lord said, Casey, I really want you to do music for a living. And I've got some things for you down that path. Honestly, from that moment, my path completely shifted. It's been so fun for me to discover what he put in me because I'm a firm believer that you cannot see what God puts in you until you discover it. You get to develop it and then you get to display it for his glory it's a process that is multi-layered because you get the enjoyment of discovering who he's created you to be and others get the benefits of the things he has put in you and then he gets the glory with the irons in the fire (laughs) that you mentioned especially with the music lessons and especially with working with people in churches kids and adults and with different businesses, especially if you're called by the Lord to do what you are doing. But even if you're not and you don't know it, we still are in an image-bearing body. And so we bear the impressions that he has put in our DNA, who we're meant to be as his image bearers on this earth. What I love is to help people discover 
what's in them because it's invisible. Just like belief is invisible, only it, it exists on the inside. And faith, the difference between belief and faith is action so that you can actually see what you actually believe. It gets tested through the action. When I am working with people, I get the benefit of watching them discover, watching them develop and watching it get displayed. And that's the process that I was called to when I was five, more specifically at 12 and even further down, I'm in the process of it myself. And it's just layer upon layer upon layer of this beautiful connection with the Lord, with myself and with the body. That's intentional. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. Thank I love you. I love you. I think you're just a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful image bearer yourself. Thank you. And if you're listening to this and you're feeling a tug on the inside of you to discover what, what God has put inside of you, the dreams that he's calling you to, you really are his dream come true. Yeah. And this young lady across the table from me can help you discover those things. How's the best way that somebody can get in touch with you, whether it's for music lessons or if it's a church that may need your services in helping their worship team or in a business situation where you want to help people go from dream to reality, how can they get in touch with you? The main hub where I get everything funneled down to me is through Maple Leaf Music Company, which is where I teach music lessons. I will get everything. And honestly, in this day and age, we all have the one device, so everything goes to that device. <laughs> so right. you, can, you yeah. can text me at 417-837-9701. You can text me. You can call. You can Facebook message me. You can go to the Maple Leaf Music Company Facebook page. Our website is themapleleafmusiccompany.com. Or you can email us at themapleleafmusiccompany at gmail.com. All of those ways, it will get to me. I will have it in the palm of my hand in a second. So... Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on with us today, Casey. Thanks for having me. Love you. Love you. Awesome to talk with Casey Ball today on this episode of the Encounter Culture Podcast. Look forward to sitting down with her in the future and finding out what she's involved with and how we can partner together. Next week, Mark Hendrickson will be sitting down with me and we'll be discussing relationship and the intimacy of knowing Father God on a whole nother level. You don't want to miss next week right here on the Encounter Culture Podcast with Mark Hendrickson. We'll see you then.